Now more than ever, consumers are searching for a connection with the brands and people they follow. And one truly excellent way to connect with your audience is through custom content. Get ready because today we're talking about the types of content that foster connections, lead to sales, and improve your marketing productivity. Let's do this. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode 74 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. And I'm Teresa Safali, your productivity coach. So we already know that people gravitate to the brands that they feel connected to. Maybe it's shared values and beliefs, or perhaps it's personality and branding. Whatever the reason people are drawn to certain businesses, we know that content is really an effective tool to foster online connections with your audience. In fact, according to Demand Metric, nearly 80% of people perceive a relationship between themselves and a company using custom content. That's huge. It is. And you know what? That perceived connection improves the impact and influence of your marketing. This is great because you want to spend your time on marketing that is productive and worthwhile. So let's talk a little more about why it's important to connect with your audience. There are quite a few reasons to focus on establishing connections with your audience. First, a connection captures your audience's attention and keeps them interested. These days, people desire a more personal experience. Ain't that the truth, right? <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so connecting makes your communication feel more like a conversation and like you're talking directly to your prospects. And people want to feel aligned with the brands and businesses they follow. They want to get to know your values, personality, and mindset. Connecting with your audience can make that possible. Definitely. Establishing legitimacy, trust, and a certain level of intimacy builds those know, like, and trust bonds that lead to engagement and to your prospects buying. So these are all reasons why marketers are so keen on connecting these days. And it's why a lot of businesses look to social media as an avenue to build communities and interact in a friendly, non-salesy way. But connecting extends beyond social. Any and all of your content, blog posts, videos, podcasts, emails, those are all opportunities to build bonds with your prospects. Exactly. So let's talk about how to use certain types of custom content to connect with your audience. These categories of content increase your impact because they address those psychological triggers that build relationships and influence how others perceive you. The types of content are emotional, educational, informational, entertaining, and original. Note that Megan emphasized custom content. Custom means that it's important to create content specific for your target market and your brand or personality. This can pay off, especially since people are 61% more likely to purchase from a company that produces unique content. So don't be afraid to be different. You don't want to be a copy of someone else. Anyone can create mediocre and predictable content. 
Custom content helps you stand out online. That's why content marketing is so great for connecting. It's okay to tackle similar topics as your competitors, but address them in a way that's highly relevant to your specific avatar and with a lens of your perspective, your experience, and your expertise. This will make your content more customized and also more effective at forming connections. Okay. The first type of content that helps you connect with your audience is emotional. Studies have shown that triggering an emotional response is the best way to get people to pay attention and to motivate them to take action as a result of reading your content. Emotions are so powerful and influential. We've learned time and time again that emotion outweighs logic when it comes to buying decisions. Logic helps, but look, people love stories and storytelling is often an emotional journey. Appealing to the mind and the heart makes connecting on a personal level easier. It also makes it easier to convince someone to give you money. (laughs) For sure. We talked about the importance of the emotional connection in the episode about content topics that generate leads. People really do respond to emotion, whether it be positive or negative. So that positive emotional content refers to content that has to do with humor, inspiration, motivation, belonging, empathy, positivity, joy, and awe, just to name a few. Negative emotional content focuses on feelings like fear, guilt, anger, and sadness. Some examples of brands using emotional content are Squatty Potty. I don't know if you've ever seen Squatty Potty ads, (laughs) but they definitely capitalize on humor and laughter. And you can even view their products in your own bathroom. They call it view this squatty in your potty. And of course, if you know anything about squatty potty, you're familiar with the viral pooping unicorn video. (laughs) Another example of a brand using emotional content is called Everyday Power. This is a website with motivational, inspirational, and empowering content that is really meant to influence mindset and perspectives. And one other example is Greenpeace. They're highly political. They're an environmental activist-centered organization, and they use more like negative, I would say negative content, uh, negative emotions, fear, guilt, and anger, along with some hopeful content to inspire their base to go take action. Obviously, each one of these examples has very different themes and tactics for connecting with their target market. One brand wants you to laugh. One wants you to expand your mindset, and one wants you to get out and protest, and the content reflects these differences. The point being, before you get to creating content, set goals. Determine a content strategy first. Your goals and target market play a big role in what content to create. If you need help with this, download the content strategy from scratch workbook. There'll be a link to this in the show notes. Now, if emotional content isn't your cup of tea, you may want to try educational content, which is the second type of content we're talking about. With my background as a teacher, I love educational content. There are so many benefits to publishing content that educates. It highlights your expertise. It delivers value through DIY solutions, which endears fans to you. It positions you as an authority and it builds trust and credibility with your audience. And those are just a few things that educational content achieves. 
Yeah, those are some awesome benefits of educational content. You know, some business owners worry that showing their audience how to do something will eliminate the likelihood of getting hired. But often the educational content results in an opportunity to create more advanced educational training for a fee, or it influences people to hire you to do it for them because they don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. In other words, educational content is great for selling services as well as online courses or informational products. This calls to mind this business called Income School. So they teach their audience how to make money with blogging and vlogging. Now, a ton of that information is available online for free. That's a totally saturated market. Yet, Income School has a successful membership training program and they consult too. So it's a good example of how free educational content leads to paid products as well as services. Or what about Donald Miller and StoryBrand? Or even Amy Porterfield? Those are two examples of free training that leads to paid training. So don't rule out educational content as a way to attract clients and customers. Moving on to the third type of content, and that is informational content. Although this is a lot like educational content, informational content is less about how to do things and more about compiling data or details into a single location. Think of this content as like resources, guides, comparisons, and reviews. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one since informational and educational content achieve very similar benefits. But here's what you need to know. By saving your target market time and possibly money through the sharing of knowledge, you help build a relationship. You're perceived as helpful, knowledgeable, and authoritative. Often, you'll see informative content mixed in with educational content, and that's smart. They make a good duo. Brands like Elegant Themes, Neil Patel, and Content Warrior come to mind as examples. Each of them uses informational and educational content together to connect with an audience. So make sure you take a look at those brands for some ideas. Okay. The fourth type is entertaining content. You probably know this from your own experiences, but engaging content gets more people to pay attention. According to Buffer, Entertaining content is highly shareable and can humanize your business, whereby your audience feels like you're just like them, which builds trust. That said, your niche may not be that entertaining. So (laughs) content ideas may take some effort and a little creativity, that's for sure. But even a Blender company was able to come up with an entertaining YouTube channel. Blendtec's Will It Blend has over 860,000 subscribers who are interested in watching the Blender try to blend gadgets and ridiculous items. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's also kind of a waste, but that's beside the point. (laughs) But if you're having a tough time coming up with an entertaining content idea, here's a pro tip for you. Focus on another type of content, but interject your personality, some emotion, and a little bit of storytelling into it. This can really ramp up the entertainment factor. Just be sure to align your entertaining content with your products and services, even loosely, and appeal to your target market. It's not enough to just be entertaining or you won't be able to monetize your efforts. It is really important to remember that your content serves a purpose, right? So think about the dodo, which I happen to love. (laughs) Me too. 
Um, with almost 10 million subscribers, the Dodo's YouTube content is highly effective. It focuses on stories about animals overcoming challenges to live happier lives, which touches my heart. The brand strives to create animal advocates through entertainment. And let's face it, if you're an animal lover, you'll eat this content up. I'm a testament to that, right? It also ticks the emotional content box and that makes it powerful. I'm a sucker for a happy animal story. You know, it it's feel good content that makes me want to adopt a dog or feed the squirrels and birds. And that's the point. Okay. So let's talk about original content. This is some of the toughest content to create. There are a couple ways to look at originality. First, you can take a common topic and approach it with your unique take. Use your expertise and experience to share an opposing or different opinion. Another option is to talk about something that very few people in your industry are addressing. However, probably the most impactful form of original content is performing your own analysis and research. You know, doing your own surveys or tracking your own data or third-party data, things like that. This is referred to as being the primary source. As you may imagine, doing your own research and publishing the results is quite time-consuming. And this may not be something that works in your niche. But if you can pull it off, original research sets you apart from the competition. It emphasizes your authority and builds your brand. And that helps your visibility and connection within your industry and target market. When I think of brands doing original research, I think of Backlinko and Orbit Media. Of course, those are both businesses in the digital marketing space. But a little known fact, I tried my hand at original content a few times during my SmartBird social days. In this one blog post and video, I shared my experience and my opinion about using quotes in social media. I made the case for why quotes are so effective. I hadn't really seen people talk about this much, so I tackled the topic. It's still my most shared post, and I even had influencers link to it without me asking. I felt like it was worth the work, and it did raise brand awareness and visibility. And this topic made sense since it supported a membership that I launched in 2017 called The Content Cure. Very cool. Another aspect about original content is that including your uniqueness and perspective will repel the wrong people and attract the right ones. That's a good thing because you'll connect with people who are meant to be a part of your community. Well, hopefully we've given you some insight and examples about the ways you can make your content marketing more effective and productive. That's our goal. Don't forget that your marketing decisions do affect your productivity especially as a team of one. So choose the marketing tactics that make sense for you as a solopreneur. Be sure to check out the accompanying blog post for this episode since we included a few content tips and a bonus type of content on the website, okay? You'll find it at messydeskpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next Wednesday. And those are just a few things that educate... I don't even know what I was trying to say. <laughs>